Hello, hello, Forefront family. Welcome to the Web3 Creator Residency Open Studio number three. My goodness, I can't believe it. It's week three. Not week three, actually, for Alex. So we'll, we'll, get, we'll get to that. But week three, definitely for Allie. Uh, so welcoming here the resident creators from the first cohort, Alex Purdy and Allie. Entez is taking a pause for this week. So we send our best to Entez and hope to see him back very, very soon. Um, how are y'all doing this beautiful Monday, Allie and Alex? I'm doing well. Uh, yeah. I was going to let Allie go. I wasn't sure if she's going to I'm doing well, finally COVID-free, and really excited to be back. Such a blessing to be with you both today. Yay. Well, you're looking radiant. I'm, I'm so glad you're feeling better, my friend, and back with the fam. Thank you. Yeah. How about, how about you, Allie? How about you, yeah. Allie, in, in beautiful Washington? In beautiful, in beautiful, gloomy Washington. Yeah. <laughs> A real, real Northwest summer around here. Um, I'm, I'm doing good. I'm really excited for the week and it is, this is flying by. So um, it's going by very quickly, um, but I'm looking forward to another great week. So, yeah. Amazing. Yeah, I kind of want to dig into that a little bit, Allie and, and Alex. Alex, I know that your experience has been a little bit different. Um, you've, you've been with us for one week, and then you've had hopefully most of last week off and just recovering and healing. Allie has been here with us for the entire two weeks, and now we find ourselves at the midpoint of, of the residency. And I can say from, from our end, probably speaking for my colleagues too at the W3CR team, it's nonstop. You know, we're... And it feels this way for us. We can only imagine what it feels this way for you. We're, we're helping with the logistics. We're, we're looking through, we're recording sessions, you know, looking through with the content creation, you know, publishing stories, trying to help with the storytelling and, and giving you all a platform and a voice in the wider world. And sometimes I just feel like we just wish, I wish we could just slow down, pause, reflect, because that's when I feel things beginning to like, marinate at a deeper level. I get these insights. I get insights that synthesize more importantly, that, that kind of draw together these disparate fragments. And it just feels so much better. It's like, oh, I, I see where we're going. I have like, there's, there's a thread that gives like a through line through all of these things that are happening. So Ali, I just, here you are at the midway point, like you said, it's going so quickly. I want to dig into that a little bit. How, how are you? How are you feeling? How are you feeling? Does it does it feel? I know you and I jammed about this a little bit with the, with the one on one. Are things kind of feeling a little bit overwhelming for you with how quickly things are going? Um, I don't. I don't feel overwhelmed. I feel like I mean, you kind of articulated it a minute ago. Like it's always nice to just have time, right? But time passes. Like we don't. You know we. Um, and I'm really grateful for the W3CR experience and for Forefront to kind of jump into this unknown, you know, and you guys aren't saying, okay, like we better fix this and have more time or it's not necessarily about, um, changing the amount of time or like what we're doing. It's just like, it's just kind of the nature of it, I think. And especially working on an exciting project, having other people cheering you on while you're doing that project it's, it's so exciting. Um, and it's hard cause there's always more that we want to do. And sometimes we just have to move. And that was one of the things that excited mm -hmm. me about the W3CR and about just being a creator and a creative person in general is you could ruminate 
for years. And I have, I think we all have just been like, <laughs> that would be cool. Like I should do that. Or I wonder if, and you just don't really like have that little fire. And, um, so I'm grateful for the fire part of it. I guess I'll leave it at that. Um, and yeah, it's moving quickly, but I also don't feel like my experience as a forefront creator or with the forefront community has to end after that four weeks. I still feel like I have this little cheering section, people to visit again, new creators to watch through their process. And so, yeah, it doesn't feel like it'll end in another two weeks, though I, um, though I could use a year of it if you guys are interested in extending it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, my God, we, the community is here for you, Allie, with the, with the restraints on funding. I, I wish that we could give a full year of funding, but in terms of community support, I mean, we are absolutely 100% here for you and just feel so privileged and blessed to be able to watch you uh, in action. I was actually going to ask you, like, have you, have you had a moment to, like, reflect on the very first morning pages that you wrote right before we did our open studio session which is so beautifully written. I know, Alex, you were like, oh my God, how did you not have like a stream of consciousness? I need to buy my groceries. Uh, and I know, Allie, since then, you've said it's been a little bit more like that. But Most morning there... pages are, yeah, not, not, so, <laughs> not so deep and beautiful. That just, that was a, a lovely morning of writing. Um, I actually had a moment where I had said something in those morning pages where I was like, I am not this project's mother. And then mm -hmm. I was thinking about matriarchal gift economies last week. And I was like, I am its mom. And so <laughs> I'm having this like, um, like, yeah, thinking about matriarchies. That was one thing that I did revisit from that when thinking about, you know, but matriarchal is more of, you know, care is our currency than, um, than, uh, yeah, than, than money or, you know, exact trades or exchanges. So, um, yeah, I've had a little time to reflect on that, which has been good. And I think it's important, yeah, to take those pauses and I've been taking the weekends off, which is important for me, you know, Saturday and Sunday, having those kind of traditional days of rest, um, and kind of starting the week with a fresh mind, uh, has been really good for me. Um, but yeah, those, I think that as an artifact, the, that first morning pages, those first ones on the first day of the residency, I think are an interesting artifact to have in my, in my documentation. <laughs> it truly is. Have, have you, have you had moments where you've caught yourself being the, uh, the mother in the sense of, of the word that you used it in, which is like overly protective, wanting to kind of shelter and being afraid to kind of let it take its own life. Have there been moments like that concretely in your residency experience? There have been. I mean, I think that's a lot of the thing that has caused me hesitation from bringing this out into the world, from bringing Play, Play Library out, especially um, in the sense of decentralization. Like, there's only so much that I can keep um, until it's time to just like let it be and let other people be part of this um, and not like let other people help me, but let's do this together. Right. And so I think that is something I do need to let go of. And I think that's what I was referring to when I thought of myself as kind of the mother of the project. Um, even though I might be someone who's wearing a lot of hats at the start, I really do want this to be a community project. And so, um, letting that go, letting it out of the nest, all the, all the motherly metaphors that we could use for something like this. And <laughs> Alex might be able to speak to something like, yeah, like creating music. And then one day you just have to let it out in the world and say, I'm done. And I can't even imagine what that feels like to say, okay, this is finished or come to peace with kind of an end point to something and saying, okay, like I'll, I'll give it away. Um, because yeah, you do feel protective of creative projects because, um, you're opening it up for other people to, 
talk about or experience or synthesize whatever they're going to do with it. And we just have to be okay with that at some point. Mm -hmm. Alex, does that bring anything up for you as, as Allie was hat tipping? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Especially when it comes to having a deadline, I feel like that helps the motherly completion letting it be birthed into the world and then it's over there and everyone can make up their own stories and opinions about it and then there's this quote i forget who it's by i need to find it but i i don't remember what artist it was but they were talking about how when you make art you finish it and while other people are deciding whether it's good or bad just make more art so that's been how i've been trying to do it <laughs> 100%. I love that. I love that. So I have, I have some uh, questions for y'all, but maybe I'd actually just like to hand it over to, to Alex first to kind of give us, if you feel like it, you can give us a retrospective of what you've kind of been experiencing during your time off or in, you had a little bit more time to rest and think about the first week of the residency. And then of course, let the Forefront family know a little bit more about what you're planning this week. Sure, definitely. So this week, off, I feel like has been so crucial for the changes that I've been able to make, especially talking to you, Caroline, to move forward with the community interviews and also to plan how many to do so that it's still humane, where I can still make the music side of the project and not just be researching all the questions for each person, how it's going to be different, you know, all of that. So we decided we're going to do one anonymous interview a week and they're going to be anonymous so that we can really dive into what's wonderful about Forefront and also what needs to change and kind of whether Forefront can offer that or whether maybe the person who is being asked just needs to set different boundaries with Forefront. You know, so the kind of examining how it's a two-way street and all of that. And some of the questions, I have them right here. The kind of things that I want to talk about anonymously is like when disagreements arise in the community, how are they received? Do you feel supported to speak up in times like that? And then at the basically at the end of all of these interviews, I'll be compiling everyone's answers. They're not gonna be recorded, so I'll just be typing them up. And then I'm still thinking about how I wanna present those findings at the end, probably through maybe a, a Riverside call or something so that people can listen to the audio instead of having more things that they have to read. <laughs> um, and then that way Forefront can come together and kind of address, okay, these were the findings. How do we want to move forward publicly or privately as a community? But basically this process of the private interviews has two parts, so two purposes. So one is to show people who are new to Forefront the honest opinions about the community what it is and stuff like that. And then also for the internal current community to examine how things are going and how things can change. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, what's on, do you have anything planned this week uh, in terms of the music side, Alex? Yes. So on Thursday, I'm going to be doing a two hour Twitch stream of producing the song that I'm doing for the residency. So Amazing. that would be live. It's, it's fairly far along, but Basically, I'll be composing it, making any changes. It's not a performance at all. It's not like this is how it started. This is the end. It's, you know, sitting there, pressing buttons, listening to it again <laughs> and again and again. No, this doesn't work. Okay, now it works. You know, 
it's not a performance. It's just the real deal. <laughs> yes. Making it. It's just the process. And are you using, uh, exactly. are, you, are you using Ableton or are you still using uh, Logic? I forget which one you're I'm using. I'm still using Logic. Okay. Yeah, this particular song has already over a hundred tracks. So I, I can't move it to Ableton yet. <laughs> but the idea with Ableton is that then I'll be able to perform these songs live. But right now I'm just focused on trying to bring it forth at the highest expression it could be. And the easiest way to do that right now is still in logic. Amazing. And this song, we remind the, the forefront community, this is the lights. Is that correct? Yes. And yes. can, can you tell us, can you tell us in a word, like what the song is about for you at least? In one word. Oh, lights. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. A sentence. A sentence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A sentence. <laughs> hmm. It's kind of the culmination of the entire album. It's the feeling Mm. of you're striving for something so much bigger than you and you can't wait to have a chance to try at it again. Amazing. Love it. Love it. Love, love, love. Love to see that look (laughs) in your eyes too when you're talking about it, my friend. It's a beautiful thing to see. So I'm going to move on for a moment now and then we'll come back with questions for both of you too. Allie, my friend, tell us a little bit about what's been cooking in your neck of the woods and what you have in store. Sure. Um, so last week, uh, was kind of, you know, still what I referred to, uh, with Caroline is kind of the compost of this project, really setting down, um, an understanding of what I want to bring to my community, like really solidifying the values and trying to find ways to illustrate those. So, you know, working on arena boards that I will make public for that are public, but then, um, I will kind of have right, in kind of my building in public space. So um, the Play Library website, which I purchased the domain last week so I can really get people pointed at a spot and that's going to have... Um, that's going to have the arena boards and um, just lots of ways for people to start interacting and really understand, like, what is it that I'm trying to do? So not just pointing at other toy libraries around the world, which will also be an aspect of saying we're building a place where we can practice a a lot of really interesting community building, and this is what it'll be together. Um, And then this week, I'm super excited because I really am just, like, getting out in my community with materials. So... Um, tomorrow I have a two hour session, um, where I'm, uh, you'll, you can join me in my garage as I put together play <laughs> kits I'm putting together play kits, um, of open-ended materials just from my collection of things I've had for many, many years. And, um, hopefully during that session, I'll also be getting out and putting those into some little free libraries in my town. There are so nice. many, I was just mapping them out this morning and there are, there are probably 20 that have like official little free library licenses. And if people haven't heard cool. of those, I'm happy to share. Or if someone else from Forefront wants to add a little, I think it's just littlefreelibraries.org. But there are also, I mean, there have to be a hundred or more unofficial ones in my town. It's just a very popular thing. People have puzzle libraries. People have plant libraries. Just people Amazing. have little boxes outside their houses where they're giving things away for free. So I'm going to be putting play kits in those and a little card that directs people towards our website. Um, and so hopefully awesome. that will kind of be a way for parents and kids to get a little curious about what's going on. And then hopefully on Friday, I'm also doing a pop-up um, just out in my community. I've asked a couple past pop-up play partners for permission to do that. Um, but um, 
if I don't get permission, I'm just going to be showing up at a park with uh, some of the materials <laughs> to play with so that I can talk to kids and parents uh, in person about what we're doing with Play Library. So yeah, it's really a week for me to get out there and talk to other people about it and start to kind of cast the net and bring people in and see who wants to help and how they might help. And even if they just want to be Play Library members, I'm happy to have those people ready to join. And if there's people who are ready to help me build, I hope I can, um, I hope I can convince some people of that too. So that's, that's the goal for the week to be out playing. Yeah. Amazing. This is yeah. really exciting. Mm -hmm. um, so speaking about our, your arena board, which is amazing, I, I have this beautiful quote um, that I just found. I wanted to read it aloud to y'all and, and the Forefront family and, uh, and kind of use this as a launching pad for more conversation. Uh, but this is a quote by Adrienne Marie Brown. And again, this is found on uh, Allie's, one of Allie's channels linked to her creator journal. Mm -hmm. So this quote begins with uh, Grace, and this is the Grace referred to as Grace Lee Boggs. So the quote is, Grace also said, we must transform ourselves to transform the world, which is taking me years to understand and embody. The way I think of it now is in the framework of the imagination battle. There is a war going on for the future. It is cultural, ideological, economic, and spiritual. And as in any war, there is a front line, a place where the action is urgent, where the battle will be won or lost. The world the values of the world are shaped by the choices each of us make, which means my thinking, my actions, my relationships, and my life create a front line for the possibilities of the entire species. Each one of us is an individual practice ground for what the whole can or cannot do, will or will not do. So this is such a beautiful quote, Ellie. Thank you. Thank you for, um, and this is, I just I love going down these, these rabbit holes. Yeah. I want to ask I, you because you found it. Yes, please go ahead. My friend, go ahead. No, I, you go ahead. It's probably where I was going anyway. Maybe we'll see. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I just, I, my first question is what were you thinking when you, why did this jump out to you? What was kind of this, this thought space that you were in where you, you planted this in your building public career journal and arena? Sure. Um, I think over the last two weeks, I've noticed how much um, Play Library is a metaphor for how I hope the world can be and how I hope mm. that I can live my life. Um, mm. The way that I spend time with the people that I love, the way that I give love, receive love. I'm sorry, I'm like crying about this. But no. this is a really, like, I, I feel like it's much, much more than us having a, a toy catalog. And that is maybe why it's taken me so long to launch this is because whenever I thought of it as like, oh, I'll start a little business or I'll start a nonprofit. And it's, it's bigger than that. It's practicing mm. these things in our real life. Um, and I have, I don't know, and maybe this is a common experience for other people, you know, you'll, um, something will kind of keep coming into your life. Like maybe it's, you hear about a book, you read about it somewhere. And then the next week, like four people recommend that book to you. And Adrian Marie Brown is a person who over the past year, I, um, I, and maybe I'm also kind of embedding myself in circles where I'll find more of that, but she is um, a thinker and a writer who has just consistently kept on like every time I turn around, there's something else, um, mm -hmm. some other place where she's being interviewed or someone, 
um, quoting her or mentioning it. And she looks to a lot of my favorite world builders for her inspiration, like Ursula Le Guin and Octavia mm. Butler. And so um, she just as a thinker, as I like literally on my desk, have a book of hers sitting here that I read a quote from um, at the beginning of our play date last Friday. Um, and yeah, she has just been a real important thinker for me and really looking at our world as, um, as, yeah, as, as ripe for change as something we can organize in more beautiful ways. So, um, so yeah, that really, uh, and I, and again, this is the compost and I want people to come to the play library website and end up reading something like that. And that's going to say, this is more than mm. just a way for us to share toys, which is an important way for us to kind of like have a platform and then have these other wonderful things happen. And uh, I just want to say, Allie, just don't, don't apologize. My friend, your feeling is beautiful. <laughs> Being emotional. Feeling is so beautiful and deeply inspiring, <laughs> deeply inspiring. Alex, well, I want to give this to you with this beautiful quote. Are there any uh, thoughts that come up to you while you were listening to this quote? Um, I, I need to read the book, Emergent Strategy. you've inspired me I need to get that I've been hearing and I follow Adrian Marie Brown on Instagram and so Uh I see what she's posting and and she had an interview with style like you on YouTube that was really powerful but I haven't read the book yet so I'm really excited yeah the book's wonderful and I mean yeah following her on Instagram is great because she's incredibly inspirational but she also shares the best memes possible she's also like an excellent memer which like i love that she can live in like both of those worlds yes, so, yes. follow her on instagram <laughs> yeah. she's great amazing amazing yeah. so this this one line alex I'm, I'm curious in this quote the world the values of the world are shaped by the choices each of us make which means my thinking my actions my relationships and my life create a front line for the possibilities of the entire species what does that front line look like for you, Alex? I feel like I would love for you to articulate that, but I feel like as someone that's been uh, fortunate enough to kind of like follow a little bit of your creative journey for the past uh, few weeks, I kind of like have a sense of it myself, but how would you describe what that front line looks like for you as an artist and creator? I think right now, the first two things that come to mind are rest and how I am with my family and I'll talk about the family part first because obviously there are so many issues in the world that are so heartbreaking and each one we want to figure out how to fix but obviously you know these things take decades and decades and decades to change and some I heard some advice a long time I don't remember who said it but they were like you can start with how you treat your family and how you treat your friends and not Mm. reacting to them in a way where you snap at something and then say something mean back to them or something, but Mm. being able to, and this was something that I really experienced with my parents over COVID living with them was establishing, okay, we're going to handle arguments differently this time around than when I was growing up, like instead of yelling back, we could sit down and say, okay, we're going to start from love and talk about all of the problems and then end the conversation with love as much as we can. And it's not perfect. you know. <laughs> it's not perfect, but um, <clears throat> that mindset has at least helped me be able to feel like change is happening, even if it's just among high-end tests. 
Hi, Antez. Hi, everybody. Hello, my friend. Good to see you. Good to see you, too. Yeah, to have kind of interactions with family and friends be a jump start point for activism in some way. Um, and then rest, especially this past week, I've been thinking about that because I had been trying to attend, you know, all of Ali's calls, all of Entez's calls, figure out multiple interviews in a week, make this song. And I was starting to almost have a panic attack and that never happens, you know, and then I got COVID and it was a great chance to slow down and think, how can I embody the qualities that I really want to see around? And especially in Web3, where we can stop. And just because we're not visible doesn't mean like there's this, um, the Michaela Cole quote about we equate visibility with success. And she was encouraging people to go off into their own kind of silence and see who they become as a result of that. So rest and family are the two things that come to mind for that. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that, my friend. Uh, Entez, uh, we, we opened the, the session by, by saying that you were going to take a, a pause and a break this week, but I'm so glad to see you, my friend. How are you? Everything is good. I know, I know, but I'm pretty uh, connected with this uh, this Monday yes. and the reunion and see the girls, what happened, you know, listen. <laughs> I'm curious every day, you know, I'm painting already, but I listen. I'm okay. Everything is good. Uh, I'm chilling. Uh, all the projects Amazing. coming. I'm finally I paint twenty faces today, so woof, I'm in the middle exactly. Oh. So perfect. Oh my goodness! Yeah. You did twenty faces as of today. No, 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 not today. As of today, I you've finished, done. I don't today twenty faces. I'm starting. Okay. Okay. Two, two weeks ago. No, it's too much. Twenty faces. No. Oh my goodness! Yes. Yeah, but but you work so quickly. I was it was totally within the realm of my possibility. I see you work so quickly. So you you have thirty more then, right, yes. for the residency? Yes. Thirty more faces. Yes. Amazing. Yeah. So I'm Amazing. I'm pretty good with that. I, I got the reunions for for starting the marketing of the project. So everything is good. Perfect. Very good. Very good, my friend. Well, it's good. It's amazing to see you as always, as always. Um, I have another question here for you, um, for, for everyone, actually. Um, I, there was this beautiful quote from, once again, this was Ali's session on, on gift, um, gift economies, where we were talking about matriarchal gift economies. And there was this beautiful quote that we lifted from a documentary that she recommended to us. And there was a line out of this documentary that said, our people were so, so rich with wealth, uh, but not money. And so there, the concept of this documentary essentially is like, how do we actually lean into the idea of gifting when it's so counter to what so many of us know, living in exchange economies where I give you something, it's with an, ex it's with an expectation that I'll get something back or, oh, if I receive something from you, it's with an obligation that I'll have to return something in kind. And what does it take to kind of step out of this assumption, this status quo, 
to actually embrace this idea of gift, which automatically means that we have to really live into this reality that we are so abundant already. We are so rich, but it isn't, it isn't money, you know? So what, what is this concept of abundance and wealth that is separate and apart from money? And I know Ali, that you could probably speak, speak to this for, for quite, for quite some time. Um, but I'm, I'm curious about what, what is living for you in this moment where we begin to circle around this idea of wealth and abundance that is separate and apart from, uh, from money? Is there something about this residency project? Is there something about your creative process that is sparked by this idea of gifting and abundance and wealth that is apart from money? And anyone, please feel free to jump in. Uh, it's very difficult because I'm, I'm living in South America. <laughs> So the money is not stay here, you know, so I'm an artist, but I pushing that is not only, okay, everybody can be an artist, but to get success here is fucking hard. The money is not with that, for sure. And also we are, we are like abandoned people, like homeless, because if I don't know if you do art or uh, um, playing music or whatever, the success is if you got success, you need connections, stay with rich people and stay in the cycle. And I get back everything and do my, my, my own. So I don't know how I stay here now, but uh every person met me know what the process is fucking large and i got 40 i'm sorry when i got 16. if i'm living in the united states for sure i'm famous when i got 25 you know but here is more large the the ways i don't know every every everything can change and also i'm no white so that shit is fucking hard to me is the struggle is real you know like it's no i'm painting graffiti all the things but do something like this here yo it's crazy i don't know how much time passed to put me more up here but i don't know I, sorry i know for sure i did it because that's my way i'm pushing i don't care i don't stop i'm pushing that shit don't working i i take the other way you know it's like i'm moving nigga, around every day i don't i don't stop this is the reason because we are here third word, you know, <laughs> South America lovers. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Intez. Yeah, I think choosing a, a creative path or wanting to pursue something creative with your time um, definitely doesn't go along with the messaging of, um, yeah, like the number one thing that you need um, to 
get more of is money, right? And we need money, you know, it, that, I'm not saying currency isn't important. Um, but I, I think that for me as someone who's in a, a job, um, early childhood educators are not, <laughs> uh, well-respected or well-paid in the U S you know, so I've spent 20 years in a career that, um, a lot of people leave because they're like, I need more money than this. And for me, I've always thought I could, I could, I can have less, you know, every time I, um, consider that I'm like, and there are times when I'm like, this is a silly, irresponsible thing for me to do. But, um, I, I make it through and I find ways I, you know, and I, I see where I'm lucky and where I have abundance. Um, and the things that I'm like incredibly grateful for, uh, to have, uh, that, yeah. And you have to pay attention to those things, um, and know what's, what's precious to you. And, you know, not that you have to sit and just eat rice and, you know, every day, you know, and there are lean times, but another part of my experience is that money comes and goes, um, you know, you're like, I've got enough. And then suddenly there's something that requires your money or you're like, I don't have enough. And then, you know, some, some money arrives and I, that I don't want to be wishy-washy about, you know, responsible plans and money and things like that. But, um, yeah, I, I try and notice where the abundance exists in other places and what else do I have in abundance? Um, uh, and what can I, uh, what can I give? And so like back to what you were talking about with the gift economy, uh, one of the examples in that film was about a potlatch, uh, in British Columbia and, um, they were making these plans, spending tens of thousands of dollars on this enormous celebration for, um, this enormous, this tribe that's really spread around. And they were like, we don't even know who's going to show up, you know? And they're, um, saying that they are cemented in that belief that like, if you give, it will come back, that it's a circle. And, um, I, 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 I try and I'm trying to build a project like that, where, I, something I wrote down when I was writing that, watching that film was I wrote down a shift in a mindset from, can we have enough to survive to, can we give enough to make a circle? So like, can we have enough to survive? Should I hoard all my money? Yes, I should have some money. Yes, I should have some savings. Yes, emergencies come up. I live in a country where everything is a business. My health is a business. I have to have money in case something awful happens to me because I'm not taken care of by any system that's in place. Um, but I also try to balance that with like, if I keep giving it away, it might come back and I, and I trust that it'll come back, but you have to be watching for how it comes back. If I give a thousand dollars, that doesn't mean I'm going to get a thousand dollars back, but, um, it, it could come back in other ways. And we can't really equate like money with what it means for someone to like last summer, a friend invited me on this backpacking trip that she had permits for that take years to get. And I would never have gone on that had her other friend not canceled. So like tiny little things like that, right? Like, um, and just paying attention and seeing where it's coming back. Cause it is coming in, but it's hard to see. Um, and it's okay to feel frustrated and, about it too, because it's a frustrating way to, uh, yeah, it can be frustrating. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Thank you, Ellie. Yeah. I, uh, I can't help but think when I think of abundance, um, and this is, I'm truly not just saying this because I'm, I'm, I'm help. I'm a part of the W3CR and obviously the W3CR is a big, big part of my life these days, but 
Uh, I think about these moments where watching Entez paint in the, uh, in the tunnel, the graffiti vortex. I love that name, by the way, Entez. I just figured out what the name was and I was like, what? This name needs to be everywhere, the graffiti vortex by Entez. Watching Entez in action, but like watching him laugh out loud when he's wielding this spray paint as spray gun and he's just enjoying it so much. Um, in these moments when he brought us into the studio, Entez, and you're telling us about your, your influences and you're playing the music from your childhood and you're singing along with this music as you're drawing. These moments are so subtle, but they're so tender. And to be able to witness these moments, I feel is just a gift. It's a gift. And the same thing with, with you, Alex, when you were, I was watching the session and you were playing the, the commercial um, from the 2009 season and just the emotion in your eyes. Um, I mean, it overwhelmed me that, I, that here you were giving this gift to me and to everyone to, to let us experience this part of you so deeply. And Allie, play. I mean, I, the more that I am exposed to this idea, the more of the sessions that I go to, I just think that this, 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 this word, this lighthouse is like bottomless, you could keep just going into this word and this concept and this idea for the rest of your life. And just, just the idea of this session, the very first session, you know, I, I spent so much time with it. I was, I was kind of, I wanted to clip it. I wanted to take highlights from it, put it together into a, a smaller reel for the community to watch. And so watching these sessions again and again, little sections again and again, and having that experience that you were talking about, Allie, like I just, sometimes you said, I struggle with, how do I get the parents to actually play? Because I, they can't get it just in theory. It can't just be, oh, I get it now. Yeah, I, I support that. No, you know, Allie's going for this experience, this deeply felt experiential um, dawning that you can only get when you're actually playing and you, you get into this, you have, it's no longer theory, but you realize like, oh, this is engaging. Like the, the sort of revelations that Nate was having where he's like, I'm, get, I'm really attached to the, to the first affordance, but isn't that the way we all are? And the moment I manage to think of a second affordance, I'm then attached to that. And so we actually have a real realization in our blood, in our hands, in our, about how attached we are to things and how difficult it is to let go and to be fluid. We always have to have a purpose. Why am I watching this YouTube video with Allie and the play date? I have so many other things to do. I can't think about play, but because... I had the fortune of being able to watch this session. I had so many realizations that are gifts to me. And so I, I see like this idea of gifting and abundance and wealth. It's, it's, a, it's a gift from every single one of you to me, to the community. I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish that we had more time to give to one another. Um, that's, that's what I wish most of all, because then we would see that the wealth is coming out of our ears. We only need to pay attention to one another, to hear one another's stories. Um, and I, I hope that maybe this will be a small, small little gift that we can give to the world um, from Forefront through you, through you, Alex, Ali, and Entez. Um, so with this, my friends, I didn't, I didn't really have anything else. Those were just the two questions that I wanted to, to share with you. Um, any parting gifts, insights, provocations before we say goodbye for this Monday and we'll let you loose for your creation? Can, can I ask Alex a question? Absolutely, you can ask Alex a question. So it's something you kind of mentioned already. Um, you mentioned um, 
the like being with your family right and like practicing things on a small scale that will be bigger and last week and talked about like his um growing up right like what his parents did and whether or not they were um like encouraging or what they wanted because as people who um have you know i'll say grown up to be artists but i'm sure you guys have been artists your whole lives um but i'm really curious alex if you would speak to like your i don't know like do you feel like you played with music at a young age and were do you feel like you were nurtured and encouraged along that like more playful and creative path i'm just always curious about this with people thank you for this question this is so beautiful definitely i was definitely very encouraged my mom always had on in the car tons of different kinds of music we would listen to musicals front to back the whole way through singing along in the car and like beauty and the beast and cats and all sorts of west side story and and then she'd also play a lot of country music just in her bathroom when she was getting ready so i randomly also know all these country songs and kind of the way that the storytelling since country music has such a deep imagery in a lot of the storytelling i feel like that's really influenced this current project where the songs are about really specific things and yeah they're both super supportive i mean i feel like most of my besides that i played a lot of sports and didn't really and was in music kind of learning in middle school but then i stopped to do basketball and that was like my entire life and didn't come back to music until um i was like in my early 20s yeah thanks for that question yeah, sure. I mean, I'm always curious about it. Not that like, but I mean, our experiences shape us, right? And so thinking about, especially people who can like, yeah, kind of sit in that like process place for a long time. You know, I think about, you know, whether or not play was valued as they were a kid or, um, or just like, yeah, the, the, the medium that you were drawn to. And you obviously are telling a story about both basketball and music. So that's, yeah, that's cool. Thanks. Uh, just shortly, Ali. How about you? I know I know you you revealed a little bit about your play play filled childhood with the broken bones <laughs> in the previous session, um, but I'm wondering, you know, what was it like? What was what was it like with your parents? Or did you have a teacher that kind of inspired you to get into your line of work, and also kind of opened up your eyes to the value of play? Sure. Um... When I was a kid, I always thought I was going to be a writer, and um, I've realized more and more in the last like few years that I, I am writing. You know, a writer isn't just someone who has like a published book, but I used to like write chapter books. I was really into like yeah writing. So I have a lot of funny artifacts from my childhood. But I grew up on um, an apple farm in New England, and so I spent you know time like in one apple tree, trying to like jump into the apple tree next to it. Like I, I, li I had a childhood that was very like, um, that was very like, yeah, you can take that risk. And so when we were talking about risks and hazards on Friday, like that was a childhood that I had, you know, like you go outside and you just like mess around and you come back later. Um, and I lived in a pretty rural area too. So you just kind of like, it wasn't, you know, it was safe to kind of go out and, mm -hmm. um, just do that kind of stuff. And, you know, yeah, I got hurt. I got stitches. I had broken bones, I had bruises. Um, so yeah, it was a real like outdoors kind of kid. 
um, yeah, who also wanted to write what I thought. I was like, I wanted to write chapter books. That was my, my goal as a kid. But yeah, very playful childhood and turning out to be an educator. Um, I think I just like started caring for kids at a pretty young age, you know, again, mm. and then, you know, in the nineties, you let a 12 year old watch your kids. You know what I mean? Like times were a little bit different. So I babysat a lot when I was <laughs> pretty young and that just kind of stuck with me. And then I was a camp counselor and then I went to college and I was like, yeah, being a teacher would be fun. So, you know, I, I haven't necessarily stayed down the regular path of like, you get a teaching job and just stick with it because I think the idea of education and the the value of childhood to me, I was like, no one's seeing this and we don't need to hide it in classrooms. Um, mm. So yeah, I teach in probably a way that reflects my very like playful childhood. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Well, thank you, my friends. Thank you for joining us for open studio number three. Alex, can't wait to see you get going again. Um, Allie, looking forward to your two hour sesh tomorrow. Uh, I believe what, what time is that? Remind us Allie, what time uh, is your 10, session tomorrow? Uh, 10 a.m. Pacific, so 10 to 12. 10 a.m. Pacific, 10 mm -hmm. to 12. Amazing. And Entes is uh, taking a break for this week, but he will be back. Entes, so good to see you, my friend, in the graffiti vortex. Let's go. Let's go. Can't wait to see more of that beauty. All right. All right, friends, thank you so much again. Have a wonderful, wonderful week, and we will see you around. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. -bye. Bye, -bye. Bye, -bye. Bye.